You are listening to Vital 100, the podcast designed to take your health to the next level. Hello, this is Dr. Bob Johnson, and today we have a topic that is near and dear to everybody, and you'll see why I'm saying that. And it's a topic that is so important. It's about your genetics and how it can customize any healthcare for each and every one of us. I am going to be talking with um, an expert in the topic, and her name is Nancy Miller Ely. And her background is very, very extensive and uh, makes her indeed an expert in this topic. So, uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Nancy Miller Ely. Hey, Dr. Bob. Thank you so much for the invite. So, um, just so the listeners know, my background is that I have a PhD in analytical chemistry, and I worked for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, both in a laboratory research position and then subsequently as the national program leader for nutrition for the U.S. As a result, I have a real affinity for science-based you know, evaluations. So when we talk about GeneSnip, Dr. Bob, I think of the test, don't guess philosophy. Absolutely. And, and as people will understand this a little bit better, uh, they'll see why it is so important to not guess about people's health because everybody is customizable. So uh, t- tell us a little bit about the genetic test that you and I are both doing for our clients. Right. So, you know, people may be well aware of the fact that, you know, we always say that your parents, you know, kind of make or design what your future is going to look like. But, you know, genetic gene snip or DNA testing is a very simple test that's done with what they call a buccal swab or a cheek swab. And, the you know, the SNP, which stands for single nucleotide polymorphism, SNPs are what are make us different from each other. So, you know, my brother and I both have the same parents. But we each have, because we both had the gene SNP testing done, we each have some unique SNPs. And those SNPs are, you know, what are going to be things that we can adjust um, with lifestyle factors to be able to optimize things. I always tell people, Bob, that, you know, our genes are not our destiny. There's genetics, which is the genes or the cards that you're dealt in life. And then there's what we call epigenetics. And that really has to do with, you know, the influence of the environment and also your lifestyle choices on your genes. So, you know, we can do these swabs, we can get back results, and then the test that you and I are working with specifically is designed to look at those things for which a nutritional intervention might make a difference. Right, and and it, so describe a little bit more how a person's genetic results or what they have given to them from from conception um, how how that does impact their health. Right. So, I mean, you can kind of think of it as if you were um, using a word processor and you were cutting and pasting. And what if you were doing your cutting and pasting and you made some mistakes? Well, sometimes in our genetic code, we get some uh, variations in there that are not really you know designed to be optimal. It's sort of like a bad cut and paste. So when that happens... We can have things that influence everything about our health. So, you know, we look at eight basic areas of health. We look at, you know, how it affects our immunity. And right now, Dr. Bob, that's a huge topic, right? Because people are concerned about having great immune support. Exactly. We look at, yeah, we look at our ability to detoxify. 
in our food supply, unless you eat organic all the time, you're exposed to pesticides, herbicides, growth hormones, heavy metals. So we want to make sure that we can detox our bodies and get rid of those unnecessary things. We look at B vitamins, and B vitamins are important not only for energy and allowing you to bring vitality to each day, but they're great for also um, and, and important for our actual metabolism. Then we also look at things related to oxidative stress or inflammation. Some people are actually just wired. They, it's not that their knees hurt because they're 50 years old. It's that they have you know, a, a, a genetic code that predisposes them to inflammation. We look at adrenal support. Some people may know that there's a thing called the HPA axis. stands for hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenals. And thyroid's really part of that too. We're looking at that to see are things up, you know, functioning optimally. We look at stress and mental health support. I love working with you know, counselors and we work with families with kids, for example, who maybe have some ADD or ADHD or they're on the spectrum. And we can tweak things by making you know, lifestyle interventions to make those genes behave optimally. We look at stress, uh, excuse me, resistance, we, so, which is all about hormones and weight loss. And then we also look at what we call our heart health grouping of genes, which really talk about you know, how, our, how our cardiovascular risk, what that looks like. So as you can see, it's pretty comprehensive. Absolutely. And, and so a person who has maybe a lot of genetic um, uh, problems in one area, describe how you would work with them if that was an area that they had some concerns, let's say they very easily gained weight or they couldn't, um, they couldn't detoxify. So give some examples and how a genetic um, predisposition, we'll put it that way, how that is worked with so they don't manifest those. Okay, great question. So, you know, when we, somebody gets back their results, the very first thing that most people want to do is they want to look at what we call the red SNPs. Those are the potentially problematic SNPs. But maybe people don't understand, Bob, that, you know, just because you have a genetic variation, it doesn't mean that it's being expressed. So you, you could have, you know, something like the MTHFR gene, which means you don't do a special little chemistry experiment on your B vitamins to use them. It's called methylation. So somebody could have that. Well, the solution for that is simply to take methylated B vitamins. So we, there's some, you know, very, very simple and straightforward solutions to some of these things. There are a bunch of genes that have to do with vitamin D, both your receptors and your metabolism of vitamin D. But we have the opportunity to give somebody a high-quality vitamin D supplement. Um, so we have solutions. Using the specific example that you talked about with the weight loss, uh, we can find out, for example, um, the, some names of the genes, which might be helpful for our listeners just to be able to appreciate, <laughs> you know, kind of the things that we're talking about. We have a gene, for example, called the overeater gene. Well, when we know somebody has that particular challenge, then we, there are things we can do nutritionally and exercise-wise and supplementation-wise to cut that back so that somebody's not as prone to overeating. We have another gene called the neverfull gene. That particular gene, that individual, they've got what we call leptin resistance, so their brain never gets the signal that they're full. We've got um, a, another gene that's uh, called um, the compulsive gene. These are people who tend to stress eat and perhaps be prone to weight gain for that reason. 
we've got an actual low carb gene and the low carb gene, guess what? <laughs> it says that we really need to eat a, what we call a low glycemic impact diet or a diet that's not full of things that break down quickly to sugar. So, you know, by going through the list and then identifying for these 48 unique genes, these different SNPs, we either get a color code form that's indicating it's potentially problematic, which is red. It could be what we call a neutral gene, which we, we make it yellow. And then we also have what we call a gain gene. And a gain gene is green, and that means that it's a huge advantage. So, you know, it's so interesting to me, uh, Dr. Bob, um, my friend Manny, who's a personal trainer, he, he got back his results. We were looking through them together. And, of course, there's an elite athlete gene, and he got that. And, of course, I said, well, hey, clearly, let me show you my results. I did not get that, and please don't expect me to perform at that level. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, that's the way we go about it. So it's a combination of nutritional interventions with lifestyle choices. Um, so it could be supplementation. That could be cutting back on caffeine. Um, and then the exercise piece. So it's it's really a comprehensive approach to sort of optimize the genes. I, I always tell my patients that their genetic test is the most important test they will ever take in their life because it, it it's like a final and you know all the answers before you take the final. Right. And the other thing that I think a lot of people don't appreciate is that you only ever take this test once. You know, your genes don't change. So that's a lovely thing. So people will say to me, oh, well, when should I repeat it? Well, there's no real need to repeat it. The proof is sort of in the pudding. So that also relates to what do we do when we review results with somebody? So I, I'm always very excited when I get results back from the laboratory. But before I start reviewing them with a client or patient, I'm always going to ask this question. If there's one thing that you could change about your health, what would it be? Because that's going to give me the lens to look through to, as we're evaluating the actual results. Because sometimes, you know, although we have these eight different areas of health, sometimes people might have higher scores in one particular area, but that's not necessarily the area that, that's most problematic for them. And, you know, it's not just what GeneSnip shows us that's good. It's also what GeneSnip shows us that's not a problem. You know, so, um, for example... People might uh, look at the cardio shield bundle or that area of health and wonder, like, okay, is my risk very high? My dad died of a heart attack. My mom has high blood pressure or a stroke. So I'm really worried about that. Well, it can be very reassuring when they get back their results and they have a very low score in that area. Mm -hmm. But likewise, um, sometimes there are things that people say to me, I, what I really, really want to work on, Nancy, is my sleep. So you might say, well, those eight areas, they don't really necessarily directly address sleep. Well, that's not quite true because, for example, hormones and weight loss are most definitely affected by sleep. Stress and mental health is as well, and so is adrenal support. So that's why it's really important to look at how the person presents and also have a conversation about what's most important to them. And then we can go with this laser-focused approach, looking at their results and really coming up with a personalized recommendation I know that you love that part about this, Bob. Right. So, so let's say I took the test. Some, some one of our patients takes the test. What are some of the things that um, we are going to recommend to them that they do, depending on specifically their results? 
Well, if you look at the eight different areas of health, you can see that there's different genes associated with the different eight areas, but there's overlap in some of those areas. So, you know, there are genes which, uh, you know, occur more than one place. So um, as an example, under the B vitamin metabolism, that MTHFR gene, which is, you know, a lot of people have heard of, that shows up there, but it also shows up under stress and mental health. So we, for example, know that if we uh, look at nutritional support products, which would include our methylated B vitamins to support that, that we're going to be actually impacting two different areas of health. Likewise, if somebody has a super high score in just one area, we've put together bundles, which are just sort of logical uh, collections of supplements in the form of a regimen that will allow a comprehensive approach to that. So we can really customize it. It's, it's not like, oh, you can only work on one area of your health at a time, nor is it, oh, we can only work on one gene at a time. We can, with the person's, you know, specific goals in mind, you know, craft or put together a very, you know, customized res a recommendation for them, uh, which is going to allow them to optimize their, you know, and be the best person of the of version of themselves. So in addition to certain nutrition and uh, products and so forth that we might suggest, uh, talk a little bit about the lifestyle changes that a person may have to uh, change. Okay, so one of the things that I particularly like about that, and I'll use myself as an example, is, you know, I have struggled with my weight my whole life. I've lost a lot of weight. And much of that is due to a lot of detective work that I did even prior to uh, being able to have access to the gene SNP testing. But I knew that I did better when I ate, a, you know, what we call a low glycemic diet, which is one that doesn't have carbs that readily break down to sugar. So I had done better with that. And then I get back my test results and I have four out of five low net carb SNPs. So, I mean, it, there's no real question about that now. It just, it's not that I didn't know it. I sort of found that out empirically over many years of trial and error with, you know, trying to get my weight under control. But now I not only know what to do, I know why. I know exactly which genes and which genetic variations are contributing to that. Mm -hmm. I got three out of four no grain genes. So that means, you know, I'm celiac, so I knew that I shouldn't have wheat, rye or barley, but... I shouldn't have corn or quinoa either. So, you know, like when you give somebody those kind of, you know, data, I, I have, there's only two what they call low sugar genes, which are talking about added sugars. I have both of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we can give people insights into whether or not they should be eating paleo, which means, you know, limited grains, dairy, and legumes. We can tell somebody if they've got what we call the high fat or keto gene. Wouldn't, you know, so many people are trying that today, but it's not the right thing for everybody. I think that's an important concept is that even though a certain recommendation like a certain diet is recommended by a guru, that right. it may work for some people and it may not work for others. Exactly. And so as we look into those lifestyle factors, we also know, for example, that um, some people need to avoid nightshades. That could be the one thing that's really keeping inflammation high in somebody's body, which is keeping the weight on. We test for a gene called MCM6, and we can tell if somebody needs to avoid lactose, which is milk sugar, because they don't have the lactase enzyme. Mm. We look at certain genes for which we know that uh, the specific recommendation is that the individual should not have caffeine. 
I'm not always really popular when I review these results with people, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what I've learned, too, is that some people, there's another set of genes called BDNF that actually benefit from caffeine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can really look at this right with a laser-focused approach. Well, you, you may be making the recommendations, but it's their choice uh, whether to follow their genetic makeup or not. Exactly. And I always tell people, you know, it, life is a balancing act. And so we're going to always just try to keep things, you know, make choices that make sense to us, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're going to make an optimum choice and sometimes a less optimum. But what I find is that when we share these results with an individual and they can see, again, not only what we're telling them, they're recommending that they consider to do, but they can see the results and why, I would say the vast majority of people find it easier to make the necessary lifestyle adjustments because they're seeing why. Right, right. Same thing applies to the exercise. Like, you're a long-distance runner. I bet your endurance genes, I bet you have a boatload of endurance genes. I was delighted to get back my gene snip results and see, nope, not really the endurance girl, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your high-intensity interval training. So that means, like, running for a minute, walking for two. And I know from experience that that works out, that works well for me, and that I lean out with that. So I, I feel like there's just an, a wealth of information in these results. So let's bring this to a, a, a very practical um, kind of a conclusion. Obviously, everybody should get this test. I mean, it will guide them what to do. But who are the most um, benefited people and the ones that they definitely should take this test? Well, I think, Bob, that anybody that really wants to work on their health or their family's health should do it. It's really important that people understand that this test can even be done on an infant because it's just simply a basic cheek swab um, from each cheek, your left and your right cheek. And then that gets sent in. And think of the challenges that could be avoided. I work, again, a lot with kids on the spectrum. So it's not a big surprise when we get back their results that say that they have the ADHD gene. But why do we need to wait until that's being expressed and it's a problem for the child in a learning environment or they're getting in trouble at school? Wouldn't it be nice to know this in advance so that, you know, everybody can be set up for success? So when we talk about adults, you know, I think another important thing to know is that some people have concerns about genetic testing because they don't want somebody to have their DNA or to be able to sell it to a drug company or an insurance company or share their results. And there are companies out there that do that. The more popular test kits out there oftentimes do that. This is being done by a clinical laboratory, and the actual name of the patient is not associated with the actual DNA sample or the results. As a result, when we get them back, I get them back with a test number, and I match that up to the person who's, you know, for whom the report applies. So I think, you know, knowing that you're working with a, you know, a a clinical laboratory that has everybody's best interest at heart um, in terms of both the quality and the uh, accuracy of the results and then also the anonymity. But I would say if you have that person who wants to optimize their performance, maybe it's an athlete, maybe it's the person who's never been able to lose weight, maybe it's the person that's tired all the time, even if they go to bed and are in bed for 10 hours, they just, they never awake and refreshed. Well, those are the kinds of things that we can figure out you know, with the genetic testing. And, uh, you know, there are people that just have inflammation. We're using it with our pain management docs that I work with to try to determine what the source of the pain is. Is it a neuropathy? You know, is it nerve-related? Is it inflammation-related? Is it detox-related? So there's just a ton of detective work that can be done, and 
I think it's really for anybody that really just wants to be able to have their best chance at being the best version of themselves. And uh, most people are like that. Some uh, think that they're indestructible, but uh, seeing the genetic variances from one person to another tells me, and I'm sure it tells you, um, how important this is and how specific it is for each person. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think many people aren't aware of the fact that there are, you know, ways that you can turn down sort of the bad genes and turn up the good things. And that's really what we all want to do. We can't change the cards we were dealt, but we can play them smartly. Yes. And I think, you know, I think that's really what this sets people up to do. Well, this is a very informative for anybody looking to, as you say, optimize their life and optimize their performance. And certainly anybody who has certain illnesses that don't seem to be responding. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to leave the audience with to just kind of cement this in their mind as to its importance? Well, I think, you know, if you, if you want to move in this direction of having access to the highest quality, state-of-the-art uh, testing, then I think you also want to have access to the highest quality science-based supplementation. And so I think that's the next step that follows on to this, Bob. And, you know, maybe we can have a conversation with your listeners about that at some point because, you know, it's all about nutrient absorption and bioavailability and really, you know, it, it, you, not everything's the same. You can't just go to super galactic vitamin world and necessarily find the solution that you're looking for. So that's the follow-on piece to the gene snip testing. But step one is to test and not guess. And then step two is to supplement sensibly and make the lifestyle choices that are going to really get you the best results. Very good. Well, I want to thank you very much for enlightening our audience, but you always enlighten me as well. And um, so thank you very much for your time. And uh, I know this is a, a big test and a big step for improving the overall health of so many people. I want to thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Vital 100. Check out our website at vital100wellness.com for more episodes, blogs, supplements, and more. If you have questions for Dr. Bob, or if you have feedback or recommendations for the podcast, please send an email to info at vital100wellness.com.